Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, good morning and uh, welcome back, everybody. After our 20-hour mini vacation. It, it is sort of snowing outside, but it's so light that you can barely even tell. Yeah, uh, we're not even going to get a uh, skiff on this. Yeah, it's been doing. It's been it's been snowing since about three thirty, but it just hasn't accumulated at all. Um, and I didn't even run into snow until I got into uh, downtown Boise. Yeah, and I drive in from Napa every day, and and then I'm like, oh wow, there's a little bit of snow falling right now. A very so little. Bit. I doubt if we're going to see it. Now, this is one of the few places across the country that. You know, we're not seeing uh, a big storm as of right now. Apparently, over the last 24 hours, over 3,000 flights have hang already on, been canceled. Hang on while I knock wood. There yeah. we go. Okay. Over 3,000 flights have already been canceled. Today? Uh, yeah, over the last 24 hours oh, okay. because of uh, storms that are going on um, across the country. Yeah. Uh, so, if you're if you're traveling, even if the place you are traveling in um, doesn't necessarily have a big snowstorm, you might want to check because other areas have an effect on travel when uh, planes are coming from some of those areas, connecting, right. whatever. Um, so I would highly suggest if you're traveling today to maybe check with your airlines before you head to the airport, even though here you're looking and go, well, this isn't yeah. going to cause problems you know, for us. But uh, yeah, it definitely could possibly cause some problems today as far as travel is concerned. Um, and I mean, it's just cold temperature. We mentioned this yesterday going on down into Mexico, um, southern part yeah. of the United States, Texas, all that um, going to see cold, cold and, and Florida temperatures. The, yeah. As, as you've pointed out every day, the iguanas are still falling from the trees. <laughs> still just got to be crazy to me. You're just walking around and all of a sudden iguana falls on your head. It's weird, though. It's like they hibernate in their own body. Yeah. They kind of go into suspended animation, they yeah. say, when it gets... Yeah, they're, they're not, they're not at frozen. At 40 degrees. Yeah, they're at 40 degrees, they're, they're, they just kind of kind of stop. It, I mean, what are, they're amphibians, right? No, I think they're they're reptiles. Are they reptiles? Yeah, that's yeah. true. They're, they're reptiles. Um, fish kind of do the same thing. Like, I, I have koi in our, our pond, and people are, are like, how do they stay alive? And it's like, well, as long as you have your pond that is deep enough, they're cold-blooded. once it gets to about 40 degrees, they quit eating completely. Uh, 40, 50 degrees, they quit eating completely, and will go basically from about 1st of October and not, I don't have to feed them again until April, May is when mm-hmm. they'll far, finally start eating again because their body just kind of shuts down and they uh, just kind of hang out at the bottom of the pond. For reference, the uh, term that you're looking for for the hibernation of lizards, it's called torpor. It's where they go into like a really short rest. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're all smarter for that. (laughs) Um, Nathaniel with some helpful hints this morning. No, I lost my train of thought. Thank you for that. It was was about uh, koi. That's right. So koi just kind of hang out and they're like, then they don't freeze. And it's like, no, as long as they don't get caught up in the ice, they, they don't freeze. Um, you know, they're, they're just kind of suspended animation down there hanging out. So um, they do a lot of the same thing. So they're not freezing to death because it's not freezing in Florida. Um, it's just down to like 37 degrees. When okay. it gets 40, it's like then they start falling out of the trees because they're not hanging on anymore. <laughs> Uh, email email in uh, this morning, actually a couple of this on, on something we talked about uh, yesterday. 
Uh, Daryl writes in and said, thank you guys for having uh, the state treasurer on yesterday. I did a check and uh, got myself $4 back. Well, <laughs> I mean, $4 will get you a half a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Um, for those of you who missed it, uh, yeah, Monday was unclaimed property, or Tuesday was unclaimed property day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's over $200 million in unclaimed cash here in the state of Idaho, and, and it belongs to people who have completely forgot about it. Um, a lot of whom are just people who have moved once in a while. You, you don't have to move frequently, but if you've no. moved a few times in your life, chances are somebody hasn't been able to find you since. It, yeah, and when you move, I mean, if you do a change of address, that change of address thing only lasts for six months, depending on how long you, right. you put it in. It either lasts for three months, six months, or a year, and after that, they quit forwarding your mail. So you could be getting mail that says, hey, look, you have money here just sitting here, but it doesn't follow you. And that's what happened in one of the instances I had mentioned that uh, we had got a bunch of money back. Yesterday, we got a uh, Barbara had written in. She had $6,000 she didn't know about because her parents took out a, an insurance policy when she was five years old for $1,000. Mm-hmm. It had grown to $6,000. She had no idea until she checked the website. Um, another person has written in, can you give us that website again that you talked about yesterday? It's called yourmoney.idaho.gov. Yourmoney.idaho.gov. So this is the government genuinely trying to get you back money that, that you own. Yeah, because it is your money. They can't keep it. They can't spend it. It will stay there forever. So if nobody ever claims it, it will just continue to stay there till the uh, end of the world. So, like I said, it's a free website to check it out. If you want to listen to the interview, um, it is on our podcast uh, once again. So if you have a part of that money, uh, by the way, in the United States, one out of every 10 people who live in the United States yeah. apparently have unclaimed money. One out of 10. Um, last year, the uh, U.S. gave out $2.87 billion last year alone in unclaimed money. Wow. So, uh, like I said, if you if you have never checked it, yeah, uh, and, if it's been a while since you checked it, you might want to check it again. By the way, as I found out yesterday, you can't just go there and claim some money. It's got to actually be owed to you in the first place. Exactly. You can only claim your own money. Yeah, exactly. KBOI News Time is 6.15. Time for our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Get in for lunch today. They're already there uh, making everything from scratch, so it's delicious for you today. Fat Guys Fresh Deli just off Wells Avenue and Meridian. Good morning. There's basketball tonight for Boise State. They look to extend their winning streak to 15 games, and they could also open up a two-game lead in the Mountain West tonight with a victory on the road. The Broncos are at Wyoming for the rematch. Boise State won 65-62 last week, and that's the Cowboys' only loss in the conference. Marcus Shaver Jr. talked about what's the biggest challenge tonight. Hardest thing about playing them, I'd say, is just they have a lot of weapons. They got that post-up game. They got a 6-7 point guard. EK is a beast in the post. They got shooters like Jeffries and uh, Ducell. We got to stay locked in the whole game. Can't let them kick it out to shooters like they do. And uh, yeah, just stay stay locked in. Wyoming is 9-0 and at home, and if the Broncos win, it will be the third straight road game that they hand a team its first home loss. Coaches showed tonight at 5.30, pregame at 6.30, tip at 7. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. 
There were no other basketball games played for the men last night. Uh, There are a couple of games being played today, though. You know about Boise State at Wyoming. The other is San Jose State traveling to Utah State. There's also a couple of games on the schedule for tomorrow. San Diego State will be at Colorado State tomorrow and Nevada at Fresno State. I'm Rick Worthington. Your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 623, we got uh, basketball action tonight. Can the Boise State Broncos continue their win streak? Can they, can they get it to 15 games in a row tonight in Wyoming? The uh, predictions um, are that they won't. Really? Yeah. Wyoming favorite. Wyoming is a uh, favorite, but not by a lot. Kem Palm ratings. Boise State uh, currently ranked 29, Wyoming 53. Uh, Ken Pomroy created the popular college basketball statistical website, KemPalm.com, ranks every Division One team using an adjusted efficiency margin. Um <laughs> And according to his detailed statistical analysis, Boise State has a 45% chance of beating Wyoming tonight. His score prediction, 65-64 Cowboys victory. So let's see, what was it? Uh, 65-62 Boise State victory last week, right? If you wonder why Boise State has such a good record at Wyoming, which, by the way, um, over the last... 10 years, they have the best winning percentage in Wyoming in the Mountain West. They're 8-3 and three in Laramie. Yeah. The most wins, best winning percentage of any Mountain West opponent, opponent at Wyoming. Do they have a, a secret? Yes, they do. <laughs> Beet juice, apparently, is well, their uh, secret. They avoid it and said so they're okay? No, they, oh. they drink a lot of it. Because apparently it uh, helps. They started doing this in 2016 to help combat the effects of uh, altitude before a game at Wyoming. Beet juice, really? Beet juice, yeah. Um, And this came after uh, their strength and conditioning coach had read about the benefits in a Norwegian study that said nitrates in the purple vegetable could improve blood vessel function. You think mountain climbers use it? Mountain climbers use it. They do use it, yeah. Um, They've done uh, statistical tests on mountain climbers of the Himalayas. Mount Everest, who load up on beet juice, and apparently it's supposed to work very well. Leon Rice says we've come up with our own system of what we do. Um, they're in a 14-game win streak. It's it's not just something, by the way, that they just drink before the game at Wyoming. They do it all season. It's a, it's a training regimen. It's a training regimen, yeah. Um, he says that uh, through our research, beet juice is shown uh, as something that helps. He said if it can help us, even if it's just 1%, um, then it, it's done what it's supposed to do. Um, they're not the only team, by the way. After they started doing this, the San Diego State men's basketball team joined the beet juice craze. Also, they started in the 2019-2020 season, and its effects have been the subject of study of climbs at Mount Everest and elsewhere in the Himalayas, as I mentioned. And the beet juice goes on. And the beet juice goes on. So uh, we'll see tonight. Once again, you'll hear all the action on News Talk KBOI. Um, slight, slight favorites Wyoming is uh, to uh, win the game tonight, and I'm sure it just has to do with the fact that it is in Wyoming. It's been a, it's been kind of a magical season, at least the last couple of months mm-hmm. for Boise State. A f- I, I just hope they fun can, ride, hasn't it? To, to well, I, w- I would love it if they would keep it going. Yeah, 
Um, so we'll see tonight. You'll, I'll, I'll be listening. You'll have a chance to listen to um, all that happening, all the action. News Talk KBOI coming up tonight. If they're able to pull that one out, then uh, coming up this Saturday, of course, they'll be playing at San Jose State. Um, some other news. Uh, they've extended the no concessions at Boise State through the middle of the month at least. So if Bummer. you are going to the San Jose State game coming up or the women's contest or any sporting event, uh, if you're planning to be there, they will not be selling concessions at Boise State but University. Can you, you know, have a few things in your pocket? No. Oh, really? Yeah. You're not allowed to so bring just your no own eating. food. Uh, no eating. Uh, they, they have watering stations around, which it's, I guess it's okay to give away water. You just can't sell water at Boise State. But oh, just know. keep that in mind. If you're going, you better get something to eat before you go. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 634, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for being a part of the show. If you want to be an even bigger part of the show, you can do that by uh, calling us at 208 336 3700. Pound 670 if you have a Verizon wireless phone or toll free 1 800 529 5264. I had a homemade top ten list. Wow, shocking! Most, we never make those lists anymore. Most dangerous states to drive in when there's snow. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of a familiar list. Wyoming is number one. Then Alaska, North Dakota, Montana, Vermont, Maine, Nebraska, Michigan, South Dakota, and in tenth place, Idaho. You know that's so weird because all ten of those places uh, are places where it snows. Exactly. Snows a lot in I mean, Minnesota, it, but Minnesota didn't make the list. Neither you'd get rid Wisconsin. of about twenty states <laughs> just because it, yeah. or, you know snows very little or hardly ever snows. People always think of Arizona as being a place where it never snows, but they don't think about Flagstaff. It's, yeah, there are places it, in Arizona. That it snows in Flagstaff. There's good skiing down there. Yeah, but most of the state, you know, obviously true. The, especially the it does uh, not snow in Tucson. The uh, bigger, as far as I know population areas i think they have had snow before but man it's it's very very rare yuma <laughs> no yuma not mima my grandparents they didn't do it for very many years maybe four or five years in a row but they went down and spent the entire winter in yuma in uh, a motorhome basically in a big just a big uh, area where there was nothing but motorhomes mm-hmm. and they said there were people that were getting rich there because they were you know, coming in every morning and walking around with like, you know, big trays of uh, cinnamon rolls and things like that. And then <laughs> selling, selling them, <laughs> selling them for like two or three dollars a piece and then walking away with a big wad of cash. And, and all you have to do um, when you get in a place like that is make sure that everybody can smell mm. the cinnamon rolls and they, like they, they will pretty much well, sell themselves. Uh, like they either still do or used to do at malls. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, stick around. Still on the way for you this morning, R&R Barbecue. Another day with a $50 uh, gift certificate we'll give away with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. We'll give that to you uh, to you here to start working on in just about 20 minutes. Don't forget, there are still a couple of sweet deals you don't have to wait for next Friday for. Uh, next Friday, by the way, you might want to set your uh, alarm because uh, we do have... One of our most popular, it is the most popular. It's sold out the quickest in like under a minute and 30 seconds in, in the past. So Lock, Stock, and Barrel will yeah. be up not this Friday, but next Friday. But there are deals, uh, a couple of them that you can still get. There's only one each left of the uh, $1,000 wedding photo shoot from Kim Starkey Photography. One deal left. It's $250. And there is one gift certificate if you're interested in furniture or artwork, Savoy Furniture Gallery. See, I suggested that you... 
give the wedding photography to somebody as a wedding present. That's a pretty good wedding present right there for you. And, it only costs you 250 yeah, bucks. And you can give them $1,000 worth of photography and uh, you know pictures uh, for only $250, which probably is what one of their place settings costs. For, for that matter, I mean, a great gift for a wedding would be the $500 gift certificate to Savoy Furniture, well, too. It's true. only that's, $125. That's a good point. Uh, once they're gone, they're gone, though. Check them out. KBOI.com. Click on the Sweet Deals link and take advantage. The Great One. Mark Levin. Tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon phone. Remember, you can email us, mike at kby.com, chris at kby.com. Dow Futures, after being up yesterday again, uh, down this morning. A lot of it has to do with uh, Meta, who you probably know better as Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, man, did they miss uh, expectations in after our reporting on profits yesterday. And uh, they had a sell-off after the market closed, 20% down yesterday. So it's going to be interesting to watch. That can affect a whole market. How is uh, Zuckerberg going to feed his family? I have no clue. Um, It is pretty amazing because they lost subscribers for the first time in their history last year. Yahoo did? I mean, uh, not Yahoo. Facebook. Facebook did? Yep. Wow. So profits were down, and for the first time in their history... The number of subscribers to Facebook went down. So 20% sell-off after hours having an effect on the market this morning. Starbucks uh, also down um, after profits are down. And and get this, they're going to raise prices. They've announced a a raise in prices at Starbucks. This will be the third increase since October in their prices. Really? Third time since October that they've increased the prices at Starbucks. They uh, blame it on uh, having to increase pay for their workers to keep and attract workers and uh, because of supply chain issues this is something we talked about if you mm-hmm. if you if you want to be paid $15 an hour and make it across the board or more um it, it's going to cost more for that company because they're not going to take yeah. the money out of their and, profits and they're going to they're going to charge more to you and yet i will feel no guilt whatsoever um so they'll be in, you, you, they haven't increased the third pay increase or the third increase in their prices has not happened as of yet but will be coming soon so you might want to stock up can you do that <laughs> <laughs> stock up on hot coffee uh, yeah stock up on your hot coffee I don't even drink hot coffee when I go I, to I feel like those stores a flaw anymore. In that plan, but I don't know what it is. Um, almost exclusively, I drink iced coffee. Oh, really? And I and I have my favorite, thanks to my dang kid, because I'm sure it's not necessarily good for you and has lots of sugar in it. But I have a thing called the Campfire Campout Cold Brew. It's delicious. And where do you get this? That's at Dutch Bros. Okay. Yeah. Very popular and and very good, but it's it's a nice coffee drink. And I, my wife, same thing. She drinks coffee, um, but it's mainly iced coffee when she goes to uh, those places. But uh, she realized how much money she was spending at places like Starbucks and Dutch Bros. So she got a Keurig, and it's probably saved her thousands of dollars per year since she got yeah. her Keurig. Believe it or not, we have one of those too because we were we were just drinking instant coffee, and then Debbie's parents visited one time and. They were forced to drink instant coffee at our house. And one day later, um, here came this package from Amazon. Big difference, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Get in for lunch today. Find out why Fat Guys rated number one deli in the state of Idaho. Good morning. The coaching carousel continues to spin. What about Jim Harbaugh? 
Well, the Michigan head coach, there were rumors that he was going to be the Las Vegas Raiders' new head coach. I personally thought that was going to happen. Then it didn't happen when Josh McDaniels was hired. Then Jim Harbaugh was meeting with the Minnesota Vikings, and apparently that hasn't worked out either. And now it doesn't look like he's going anywhere for a while. Harbaugh called Michigan and informed the school yesterday that despite these interviews with the Minnesota Vikings Wednesday, he was coming back to Michigan for the upcoming 2022 season. Michigan was, in the words of one source, elated to get Harbaugh's decision. He told the athletic director that this would not be a recurring issue and that he'd be staying at Michigan as long as the school wants to keep him. It's also really good for Michigan in their recruiting because, yeah, it's that time of year. Harbaugh, by the way, we understand, did not receive an offer from the Vikings before he left. Who will be the new coach there? Well, the L.A. Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, has emerged as a favorite to become the new head coach of the Vikings. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Stock market continues its downward trend this morning. Uh, Dow down 138 points ahead of the opening. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates, find out what's going on uh, in the financial and stock markets today. That's on the way in about 25 minutes from right now. Also on the way in the 8 o'clock hour, we have the Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network, five offices across the Treasure Valley, 80 different professional realtors ready to help you out and make your buying or selling process easy call today at 208-888-4128 our questions going to get you a 50 dollars gift certificate to uh r&r barbecue once again if you can answer it today start working on it right now yesterday of course uh, groundhog day prior to 1993 groundhog day event in punxsutawney attracted attracted crowds of around 2,000 people now annual crowds are between 10 to 20,000 people what one thing caused the huge leap in yearly visitors to Punxsutawney for Groundhog Day? If you know the answer, stick around. You can win. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning into the 7 o'clock hour. Our phone lines are open if you want to take part in the show. It's the easiest, quickest way to do that. It's 208 336 Toll free, 1-800-529-5264. You can also uh, hit pound 670 if you have a uh, Verizon wireless phone. Uh, as you heard in the uh, news right there, uh, State Senator Christy Zitto was on with Nate Shulman yesterday. We had talked earlier about this week. The Idaho Senate had passed a $600 million income tax cut. It's now uh, going to the governor, and he is expected to sign it. Uh, we don't know how soon that will be, uh, but there was... No, we don't expect there to be a delay. Uh, was overwhelming support, by the way, um, in the Senate, passed 27 to 7. However, there was some drama when uh, State Senator Christy Zitto tried to uh, introduce an amendment to also repeal the grocery tax and we had talked about this earlier this week because uh, Senator Jim Rice had uh, said um, when this was brought up in uh, the uh, Senate as they were talking about it that uh, it was, how did, how did he put it, a hostile amendment. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we were trying to figure out exactly uh, what that, that meant. Um, and apparently it was what 
the opinion of Jim Rice, Senator Jim Rice, was that it was hostile to try to derail the whole income tax bill. Senator Christy Zitto was on with Nate Shellman yesterday. She talked about how she was trying to get rid of the uh, grocery tax and uh, by trying to add or how, that she wasn't trying to do that. She was just trying to get an amendment so that the grocery right. tax could also be repealed. I did my best. I made the motion to amend, to send it to the amending order, the income tax bill. It was not a hostile takeover. It was not to um, derail the process or to derail the bill. It was simply to add the repeal of grocery tax, the tax on food. That's all it was. Um, Obviously, our Democrats support that. Um, They supported me fully in that motion, which I'm very grateful for, because that was a bipartisan effort. That was an effort from both sides of the aisle to do away with the grocery tax repeal. There's not a person in the legislature, I don't believe, that probably at one time or another hasn't said that they support it, that they would do it. Um, And the governor said that he would support it and so here we are we did our best is this it because i've heard other state senators talk about their desire to get rid of the grocery tax this session i mean are there other opportunities to get rid of it or was this your opportunity and you took your shot it didn't go in well there are two two personal bills that i know of and we know that people do personal bills because they're not going to get a hearing now i'm told that representative harris on the house side this is this is rumor, and, and I but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't like to do that, but I've been told that Representative Harris on the House side has said that he would not hear them. Um, I'm not seeing much movement towards it on the Senate side. I don't know of a bill for the grocery tax repeal on the Senate side. There were some comments made on the floor of the Senate yesterday about people not understanding really what that would do and how much it's really going to cost. I'm not sure what that's all about. Um, I asked and. Nobody could validate or verify that repealing the grocery tax is going to cost the state a bunch of money. We have the Wayfair tax money. Um, the internet, that's the Internet tax money that, that we didn't have a couple of years ago. We have millions and billions of dollars in, in the state coffers. And, you know, the, the thing that's bad about the grocery tax, Nate, is it hurts our poorest people, our, our big families the most, because groceries take a bigger chunk out of their budget. And with inflation... That, that's just a regressive tax that just costs them more and more and more. We're paying as high as 50% more for some grocery items than we were a year or so ago. And it, it, that's horrible to do that to our families when we have the ability to make the difference. And, and that's what I did. I kept my promise to the people of the state of Idaho. Once again, State Senator uh, Christy Zitto on with uh, Nate Shelman yesterday. Um, just a couple of highlights from that interview. If you want to hear um, the uh, interview with the uh, senator, you can go to kby.com on the podcast with Nate Shellman. Uh, suggest you do that. She also had a uh, problem with a press release that was put out from the Majority Caucus. The Senate, Idaho Senate Majority Caucus, which would be the Republicans, they put out a press release, and, and I'll read you the part that bothers me. It said, Senate Democrats, in cooperation with Senator Christy Zitto, LD23, attempted to derail passage of the income tax cut, hoping to change the bill. That is false. And my debate on the floor of the Senate validates that. I very consciously and carefully said to add it. And you can go find that clip of what I said. Not one time was my attempt to derail that bill. Not one time. That was not my intent. I simply wanted to add the income tax. And to my knowledge, my discussions that I had with um, 
others who supported that. I didn't hear them say they wanted to derail it. It was simply to send it to the 14th order to amend it to add income or grocery tax. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they had plans that I didn't know about, but I'm not responsible for them. Once again, State Senator Christy Zitto on with Nate Showman yesterday. If you want to hear the uh, whole entire interview, just go to his podcast. You can click on KBOI.com or click through on our fan page on Facebook. Um, we'll talk more about this. Is something going to get done with the uh, grocery tax? A lot of people want to see it repealed or at least something done. They're already talking about increasing the grocery tax credit. We'll have more conversation about this this morning. And, of course, today is Thursday. Every Thursday and Friday, we have the lawmakers on with us today, the House Democratic Representative Steve Birch will be in with us at about 8.35. And then uh, Republican Representative Brent Crane uh, of Nampa will be on at about 8.45 this Mm -hmm. morning. So we'll talk more about this as the morning goes on. Right now, time to talk more about sports with Rick Worthington. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Soup season continues. It's the best place to get homemade soups. They're there every morning making them from scratch. Don't come from a can. They don't come from a jar. Made from scratch every single day. Get in and find out why they have some of the best soups in the Treasure Valley at Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Good morning, Boise State men's basketball team. They are on the road at Wyoming tonight. This will be the second time these two teams have faced after the Broncos won here in Boise 65-62 last week. The Broncos are 8-0 and in first place in the Mountain West. Five of those wins have been on the road, and they'll go for another tonight against the high-scoring Cowboys. Tyson Degenhart talked about why they've done so well away from home. I think we just stay calm. You know, uh, basketball's a game of runs. We know that we're going to make a run if they make a run. And, uh, it's about staying calm and staying in the moment, taking it one possession at a time. Boise State has won 14 in a row. Getting 15 would give them a two-game lead in the Mountain West standings. A loss, and Wyoming will tie them for first. Coach's show airs tonight at 5.30, pregame at 6.30, and tip at 7. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. As we mentioned to you earlier, there were no games played in the Mountain West last night, so Boise State remains in first place. There is one other game on the schedule this evening. Utah State will be at home against San Jose State. Then tomorrow there are a pair of games. San Diego State will be at Colorado State tomorrow and Nevada at Fresno State. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Once again, time to talk with Jeremiah Bates, as we do every time, or every morning of the week at the same time. Talk about uh, your money. Stock market down 108 points ahead of the opening. We were hung, humming along great over the last... Uh, what, four days, stock market was uh, recovering some of the losses, and then all of a sudden uh, yesterday after the close, uh, Facebook screwed us all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're, uh, Facebook d- definitely caused uh, some waves, particularly for the NASDAQ, which, you know, I, from what it looks like today, we're going to give back much of the gains that we've experienced over the past four days. So, yeah, we're talking about Facebook's decline. I mean, it's big. Um, you know, it was down, I mean, what, 22% decline in pre-market? That's shaving off about $2 billion, $200 billion in market cap. Okay, just wow. to give you an idea of how big this is, that's the size of the entire market cap for Netflix 
and bigger than McDonald's. So this is going to cause waves. And again, it's like we've touched on this week. You know, when we're talking about uh, the effects of earnings. It's really dependent on what those earnings are, what the beat on Wall Street is, and what that representation of that company is in the broader market. And you got to think about Facebook. It does have a high representation. It's part of the Fang stock, so it's high. It has more weighting in the S and P 500. It has more weighting in the Nasdaq. So if you look a lot of uh, a lot of investors, they have these um, passive funds that track these indexes. So it's going to weigh down a lot. So if you're in a, if you're looking at your 401ks, it's going to be primarily in the red. So if we're looking at Facebook specifically, I mean, what really caused this, uh, this reaction? I, I mean, they reported their earnings after the bell yesterday. They lost about half a million global daily users, um, in the fourth quarter of 2021. So it's more of kind of market being forward looking of saying, Hey, this dynamic might be changing because for Facebook, Avenue, their advertising revenue makes up about 98% of their entire revenue. So they got a few headwinds right now. One of which is advertisers don't have as high of budgets because they're citing inflation issues, supply chain issues. So it's not as much dollars going into the advertising piece. Additionally, you have Apple. Apple made an update to their privacy requirements and now requires apps to ask users. And a lot of people have probably experienced this when you download a new app on, say, your iPhone. They ask you if you're going to allow uh, companies to track you, which highly affects Facebook or Meta's ability to do targeting ad. So if you're someone who's going to pay for advertising, the allure to Facebook is because they could be so specific with ad targeting. So now those measurements are going to be skewed. Additionally, you have people spending less time on Facebook. Now, this is anecdotally just on my end, but... I there there's very little time spent on Facebook. I know in people that I've talked to, there's kind of been this shift away from just using their generic social media platform. But you do have growth of these kind of smaller video reels like a TikTok. So Facebook, their their kind of platform that they've been using for so long, it's coming under headwinds. So I think Facebook slash Meta did see this. That's what caused the name change, number one. And additionally, them pumping billions of dollars into this metaverse, you know, this mm-hmm. kind of this uh, hybrid uh, um, virtual reality world right. that people can kind of live in on the digital side. So so it's interesting uh, uh, of Facebook of their old model might be <laughs> might be uh, on its way to a slow a slow death, but that's why they're pumping a bunch of money into these uh, different diversification of the metaverse. They're going to join MySpace soon. (laughs) You know, it it might. And if, if you look at the kind of that, there's not have been a lot of good press on Facebook. You have the antitrust lawsuits. You also have that Netflix documentary, um, the social media or the, the social media dilemma, I think it was. So, I mean, it's, it's out there. I mean, there's lots of statistics showing that the use of um, social media platforms is not necessarily great for the uh, broader society. And that's uh, weighing down on Facebook and they're going to have to make some adjustments. But in a long, long, long term stock, I don't know if they can make this change. I mean, Zuckerberg, he's a smart fellow. Um, I mean, he built Facebook to what it was and they're still generating a lot of money. I mean, they, they generated about $33.67 billion of revenue last quarter. So well, that's a little bit of money. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of money. All right. Jeremiah, thank you. Uh, once again, we'll get an update from you uh, a little over an hour from right now after the market opens. All the indexes uh, are down as of right now. Um, over 400 points uh, down. Uh, currently on, uh, or over 200, sorry, 275 points down on the uh, NASDAQ, which, of course, Meta is uh, on. So we'll keep an eye on that for you this morning. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents.
Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. One of the great things uh, about being KBOI and News Talk KBOI is we try to keep you informed. We try to keep you up to date with all the uh, lawmakers, especially during the Idaho legislature. We try to keep our fingers on the pulse of the Idaho uh, <laughs> legislature. And we have uh, lawmakers in. Uh, Senator Christy Zitto was in yesterday. We've got mm-hmm. the House in a little bit later today. The other great thing is we're just a few blocks away from the legislature and the people that make the laws actually listen to News Talk KBY. One of those, Senator uh, Jim Rice, listening this morning. And uh, Chris and I, uh, welcome. Thank you for calling us up, uh, Senator. But uh, a little bit earlier, Chris and I were trying to figure out what exactly a hostile amendment is um, that was tried to introduce as far as repealing the grocery tax. You're going to help make us a little smarter this morning, right? Uh, I'll try. So... Uh... <laughs> A hostile amendment is when somebody gets up on the floor when you're about to debate a bill and vote on it and moves to send it to the amending order without having talked to even a single one of the other senators about what they intend to do and without showing anybody what the language is that they want to add to a bill. So nobody can really tell what it is. A friendly amendment is one where you build consensus to amend the bill first. You have language worked out, and then you do it. One of the advantages of doing this early in the session is there is still time for the House to reach consensus and send us an additional bill. And so trying to add it um, is not friendly when you're not talking to people and that that's so it's more of a legislature is a procedural thing it's not you saying hey i think this is hostile it's a procedural thing it's a procedural thing it's about the process it's about working together got it um not even the one the senators who have been the leaders in working on the elimination of the sales tax on groceries had even been notified of any of this. Um, And so people have to remember that you talk to people and you work together because that's the only way we get something done. There's still plenty of time in the session for Senator Zitto to work with the House and the Senate to see if we can get consensus on eliminating the sales tax on groceries and on actual language that will work not just throwing the idea up in a way that that's impractical. Right. We have to make sure that it'll work. It. And frankly, the I think that the debate demonstrated that the Democrats really weren't all that interested in the repeal. They were more interested in whether they could do non-uniform applications of the funds to benefit a few parts of the state at the expense of others uh, that may have different needs. So it's it's a challenge, but people need to actually work together. Well, what is the benefit, if any, to uh, presenting a hostile bill? Of Why would somebody do it? 
sometimes it's because they're grandstanding. Sometimes it's just that they don't understand that the real need to work with people, um, you know, and it's an election year. People want to have some talking points. Um, sometimes outside groups will influence somebody to do something like that because they have an agenda that's different than, than just getting the policy. And so remember, it's an election year. Some of this stuff will be about those other things. Senator Jim Rice, thank you for taking a few minutes helping us out. I, I feel smarter. Um, so you, you helped out a little bit. Um, appreciate you listening and uh, being ready to call in. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again before the legislature is uh, out of session this year. Appreciate you guys. Take care. KBY News Time, 745. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in uh, Meridian. By the way, uh, it is soup season. And today they have black bean and bacon soup. Let me change that. Um, they have bacon and black bean soup. You don't put the black bean in <laughs> no. front of bacon when it comes nope, to soup. Nobody puts bacon in a corner. That's right. So get in, find out why. It's so fabulous and why they're rated the number one deli in Idaho. It's Fat Guy's Fresh Deli just off Wells Avenue in Meridian. Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. Let's take a look at National Signing Day. It's come and gone as of Wednesday, and Boise State football head coach Andy Avalos announced the addition of seven walk-on players on Wednesday. Six of those individuals join the Broncos from local Treasure Valley High Schools. One student-athlete comes to Boise State by the way of Washington as well. Four of those individuals will play on the offensive side of the ball, two on defense, and the Broncos did add a kicker as well. Most recruiting was handled, by the way, in the early signing period that was back in December. The Broncos gave out all of their scholarships that they had available at that time, which doesn't mean that some of these guys won't be scholarship players at some point, but right now they are preferred walk-ons and they were added to the Broncos as of yesterday. Now, if you're interested in exactly who those players are that were added to the roster, you can find all that online at KBOI.com or at Broncosports.com. I'm Rick Worthington. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 753, our phone lines are open if you want to uh, take part in the show. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also email Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. Uh, NASDAQ down uh, 300 points. Dow down over 200 points uh, at the open this morning. Still plenty of time, though, to see a massive turnaround because it's been a roller coaster ride all year long so far. So why would today be any difference? John wrote in and says, so a hostile amendment should be more correctly called the Pelosi Amendment. <laughs> you have to pass the bill before you can see what's in it. <laughs> that goes back a few years. Uh, Corey writes in, uh, Mike at KBY.com, it's Senator Rich, not Rice. Um, no, Corey, no, um, was, they're two different people. Yeah, senator Jim Rice is a state senator. Jim Rich is not the, uh, our, our Idaho state senator. He is a senator that's in Washington, D.C. They're two different people. But, you know, thanks for uh, caring anyway. Yeah, thank you for listening. Appreciate <laughs> it. Not that we don't, you know, screw no, up we, sometimes. We, and we, we, do, we do appreciate it. I mean, every, every now and then uh, we get corrected and we stand corrected. Um, Joe Rogan 
has uh, apologized. Podcaster Joe Rogan apologized to Spotify while also addressing the controversy around uh, his podcast. Musicians Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, among others, have uh, said that they were boycotting the service. Let me guess. He said, I'm sorry to the people who were offended by my opinion. Uh, Take a listen. Uh, maybe we won't take a listen. Oh, there it is. My fault. Let me... Somebody... Is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. And I'm not trying to promote misinformation. I'm not trying to be controversial. I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations. Now, because of this controversy... Neil Young has removed his music from Spotify and Joni Mitchell and uh, apparently some other people want to as well. I'm very sorry that they feel that way. I most certainly don't want that. I'm not mad at Neil Young. I'm a huge Neil Young fan. So my pledge to you is that I will do my best to balance out these more controversial viewpoints with other people's perspectives so we can maybe find a better point of view. I don't want to just show the contrary opinion to what the narrative is. I want to show all kinds of opinions. He went on to say that uh, he does all his own scheduling and doesn't always get it right. I I liked what he said there toward the end because there have been people who criticized him and, and who criticize a lot of actually conservatives by saying that, you know, whatever the government says, you just want the opposite. Like, there's no point to it. And he said, no, mm, that's not what's yeah. going on here. I don't just want that that opposite uh, opinion. You have to also think that in some way, shape, or form, what might be going into this a little bit, you have to remember that Spotify is paying him $100 million. You know, if you get, obviously if you get they're, yanked they're, from Spotify, yeah. that's a big paycheck that says but, bye-bye. But obviously he's generating more money than that for Spotify, or they wouldn't be paying him that. But I think what they they don't want him this to become a problem right now. I mean, Joni Mitchell and Neil Young taking their music off Spotify, not a big deal. But if this continues to grow and grow and all of a sudden say, you know what? We we think this is BS too. We're going to pull our music and say you have uh, you half know, of your artist pull from Spotify. A lot of the, now it's costing you more money than what Joe Rogan right. is is pulling in. All of a sudden, you have somebody like Taylor Swift or Justin Bieber. Yeah, or when you if you start to see stuff Olivia, like that, Olivia Rodrigo, somebody you know who's one of the new big stars, just says no, no more, and then that's when they actually start to lose money. Yeah, in on top of having to pay Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars, I'm not saying that that's what's happening here, and Joe Rogan may one hundred percent feel what he says but you have to think there's a little bit that goes into that that he wants to protect was, a little bit of his paycheck he was actually very very nice about it yeah yeah he he wasn't you know um there was no uh, rhetoric or vitriol he said i'm gonna try to do better so good job to uh good job to joe rogan kboi news time 756 a from 10 to 1 it's dan bongino now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi into the uh, 8 o'clock hour, we go this morning. Scott uh, sent an instant message in uh, breaking news. Millie Vanilli announced that they are pulling someone else's music from Spotify over the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <That's> cute. 
Hey, for those of you youngsters who are listening and uh, don't know who Millie Vanilli is, they uh, won a bunch of Grammys and had uh, a whole bunch of hits um, until it was found out that they didn't actually sing their own music. Somebody else sang it, and they just used Millie Vanilli because they looked good. The Grammys that they won, they had to give back, which I never thought was completely fair because they were presented by the people who produced the album as the people who sang on the album. Mm-hmm. They got the Grammys because their names, you know, uh, were, were the ones that were listed. So I, I, the, 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 the album was well produced and had some good songs on it. So the album still did, it, it deserved to have uh, the awards, I think. But I, I agree they, with you. Yeah. The only problem was they gave them to the wrong people. Now, the, they took the back the awards, but I heard uh, when this all happened that uh, they refused to give back their Grammys. So, I mean, you would have to literally knock down their front door, come into their oh, house, they, and take the Grammys away. So they, they didn't. They didn't willingly give them. They didn't willingly give them back. So apparently they still that, have the Grammys. Yeah, that part I didn't know. Uh, one of them, by the way, one, I don't know if it was Millie or Vanilli. Um, has since passed away. Um, but, I mean, at, at some point... Yeah, that was, I think, Rob Pilatus. At some point, that could be worth some money because, there, I mean, in the history of the Grammys, there's a Grammy that was taken back and the winner decided not to give it back willingly. So maybe sometime down the road that somebody will sell mm-hmm. that on eBay and it's like, look at that, we got a great piece of, piece of history. He only paid a million dollars for it. Um, more uh, on the Brian Flores suit, Miami Dolphins, Miami uh, Dolphins, former coach, former coach that, uh, he found out that even though he had, uh, appointments set for a couple of NFL jobs that, uh, those jobs had already been promised to somebody else or they'd already figure out who they wanted and they were just interviewing him to fill a quota and he didn't like that. He has sued the NFL, the New York giants who were the ones who had an interview set up with him and apparently had already made their decision on the coach, uh, Dolphins uh, and also the Broncos. The Broncos came out and vehemently denied the fact that he wasn't interviewed in good faith. Uh, NFL has said that this is all bogus. However, there is a smoking gun here, and that's the uh, Belichick text messages back and forth. Belichick thought he was texting Brian Dabble, who was hired as the Giants coach, and instead had accidentally texted Brian Flores and was congratulating him on winning the uh, coaching job because he had heard it from a couple different players, or people rather, that he was going to be the new coach before he realized that he was texting the wrong person. So Belichick can uh, figure out the plays for an entire season to uh, make it to the Super Bowl and win. He's won several Super Bowls, guiding teams that you know are comprised of 52 guys at any given time plus a bunch that have been injured and some other reserves and things like that and a bunch of coaches uh, running this entire network of people and yet when it comes to texting he can't handle texting it to the right person old people in technology chris old people in technology don't quite understand it um i i'm gonna go on the record right now present company accepted Uh, yeah okay Uh, well i'm not old i don't know if you are I'm, um, I'm older than I used to be, like <laughs> yesterday. Um, I'm going to go on the record right now, and I'm going to say this is going to have a huge effect in the uh, coming years in the NFL, as big, as big if not bigger, than the Rooney Rule. Because this is all part of the Rooney Rule, and there have been claims that you know the Rooney Rule, which you have to 
anybody with a job opening in the NFL has to interview at least two minority uh, people for that opening. Mm -hmm. And there have been claims already that, you know, it's just a sham. People just interview just to interview a minority player because they have to without giving any real thought to to hiring that player. Um, But this might come down to, hey, we finally have proof with the, the text message, that smoking gun. Um, the other part of this whole thing that's going a little bit under the uh, radar got some more credence yesterday, and that was Brian Flores being, you know, having the owner of the Miami Dolphins telling them that he will give him a one hundred thousand dollar bonus for every game he loses <laughs> to try and tank games. Hugh Jackson, former Cleveland Browns head coach, has said the same thing happened to him. He's now head coach at Grambling State University. Um, while he was head coach of the Cleveland Browns yesterday, uh, uh, came out and said that he was also promised a bonus for every game that he lost. Now, I don't know if he accepted that bonus, but if you remember, while he was the uh, head coach, his first two years, um, he lost. He went 0-16. Yeah. And then one in fifteen, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So he must um, have made a lot of money. He could have made a lot of money if he did indeed <laughs> accept. Here's a question: Those bonuses. If, if you are the owner of the team, and you are the one paying the coach, and you tell the coach that he'll make more money if he loses more, is, is there any rule or law against that? It's uh, it's weird. It, yeah, it goes. It, I think it goes against the. What what's the term I'm looking for? The, um, not oh, the letter the, of the law, but the spirit of play, the spirit yeah. of play, the spirit of good play. Tanking. I mean, we all know it happens, but now you're starting to see proof that maybe it is happening. I think owners trying to pay you to lose games just so you can get the first round well, definitely goes they, against the that's spirit. Why they, of play. That's why they started the uh, NBA lottery. Yeah, so the teams wouldn't be competing for last exactly. place. Uh, and maybe the NFL will do something similar. KBY News Times eight fourteen. Stick around. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question up next. Right after Bronco Sports today. At six seventy KBOI on Alexa. First, say Alexa. Enable the six seventy KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say Alexa. Open six seventy KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. Uh, Alex is going to get first crack at our question today. Alex, prior to 1993, Groundhog Day event in Punxsutawney attracted crowds uh, of around 2,000 people. Now, annual crowds are between ten to 20,000 people, with the exception of last year when they closed it off because of COVID. There is one specific thing that caused the huge leap in yearly visitors to Punxsutawney for Groundhog Day, and it happened in 1993. What was that one specific thing that happened? Was it the release of Groundhog Day, the movie, with Bill Murray? You can't ask us. You have to tell us what it is. It was the release of Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. <laughs> it was the release of Groundhog Day it was. with Bill Murray um, that caused the huge jump in the number of people that that's pretty i mean tenfold it's, increase it is probably the best movie about groundhog day is there another movie about i was thinking about this because i watched groundhog day last night for the mm-hmm. first time in a long time um is there another groundhog day movie i i, I none come to mind yeah hey congratulations alex you got a uh a gift certificate uh to r&r barbecue which by the way coincidentally they also have barbecued groundhog if you would uh, like to <laughs> Get that. It's it's a little bit different than the, the, the Yeah, it's a little bit different than the ground hog that uh
comes to see his shadow. But anyway, hang on the line. We got a gift certificate for you. We get some information. Don't forget, tomorrow morning will be your final chance to get that gift certificate uh, to R&R Barbecue. That was our sweet deal last week. Speaking of sweet deals, there are a couple. We're, we're gonna, these are better than sweet deals because our sweet deals are half price. We're going to call these mega sweet deals. There are two left. To take advantage of, uh, you don't have to wait until next Friday when we'll have our next sweet deal. There are two left. If you want to go to KBOI.com right now and sign in, you can get a $500 gift certificate for furniture from Savoy Furniture Gallery. There's only one left, and it's $125 for $500 gift certificate. You want an even better value, $250 towards $1,000 for a wedding photo shoot with Kim Starkey Photography. These are both 75% discounts. There is only one of those left. So it's first come, first serve. Uh, Whoever gets those, you're going to be really happy, and everybody else will be out of luck, but it's easy to do. If you're listening right now, close to a computer on your phone, just go to kboi.com. Sign in, click on the Sweet Deal link, and uh, take advantage. You can get one or both of those if you would uh, like. We'll take a break. On the way, uh, we've got the uh, legislature in today. Uh, coming up just after news at the bottom of the hour, Representative Steve, Steve Birch, District 15 in Boise, will be on with us. 670 KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State representatives joining Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. 839, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper, and uh, on the uh, phone with us this morning, uh, Steve Birch, District 15, Idaho House of Representatives, second term, member of the House Business Committee, the House Education Committee, and the House Local Government Committee. Uh, Representative, thanks for taking some time with us this morning. You bet. Thank you so much for the invitation. I appreciate it. Well, we've uh, a month into this session, and uh, most of the session seems to be uh, about taxes, and more specifically, uh, getting rid of taxes this morning. Uh, One down, uh, two more to go. Why don't you give us an update? Uh, Of course, the House, Senate both passed the $600 million um, bill uh, in uh, reducing taxes and rebates and income tax. Um, two more that seem to get, be getting a lot of talk, uh, especially over the last few days. One of those has to do with the uh, grocery tax repeal. Where are we on that, and where do you stand? Well, it's, it's hard to tell. I, I haven't seen uh, those bills come to us yet. Uh, they don't go through the committees that I'm on. Uh, I can tell you that you know I absolutely support um, you know tax relief for voters, but the way the legislature did it, uh, is the, absolutely the wrong way to do it. I mean, when we talk about having a a so-called uh, $1.9 billion surplus, um, well, you know, if you don't pay your mortgage, okay, you don't have a surplus at the end of the year. When you don't pay the, the, for the nuts and bolts of what government needs to do, yeah, you can say you have extra money at the end of the year. And, in fact, a report just came out earlier this week uh, from uh, the Office of Performance Evaluations that basically showed that this state is $874 million behind in basic building maintenance for school, for school, for school, for school districts, or excuse me, for schools. Well, you're giving $600 million away in a tax break that mostly goes to the wealthy and the well-connected, while at the same time you have this obligation that's been building for over a decade or, or two decades in just making sure that our buildings are safe and functional and up to date for for our children and our grandchildren. <clears throat> so, if we we are, there are many other ways to handle the uh, to deal with the, to to use the 
money that was not spent to make sure that we give tax relief in the form of property taxes. So, for example, if we we have enough money to pay off every school bond and levy in this state, that is what would lower property taxes. That is what would provide property uh, property tax relief to voters. Getting a check for $75 at the end of the year is not going to, but that's maybe what, a tank of gas and a dinner out? I mean, you know, and that's what most Idahoans are going to wind up getting. So, uh, when it comes to the grocery tax, we absolutely have the uh, the resources to be able to finally get rid of the grocery tax. But instead, we're giving away all this money. Um, you know that. Uh, well, we're, we're excuse me. We're we are spending the money not on what the state is responsible for doing, but uh, but providing an income tax break that, quite frankly, not a single constituent that I've spoken to over the last you know ten years has asked told me that's what they want. They want property tax relief. They want the grocery tax to go away. That's what helps the average Idahoan in a big way. Now, Boise State just recently put out a uh, survey that they had put out that that said that income tax relief and property tax were the two tied at number one that uh, Idahoans wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I saw and I did see that report. I also know that the problem with what you have is um, multiple choice questions. So when you put a multiple choice question to someone, um, you know, if, if you if you're not careful, you know, it kind of skews the answers towards the limited choices that you give people. Um, I can tell you. So I can't speak to the, you know, the survey size of that. But I can tell you this, having knocked on over nearly 30,000 doors in my district, walked every street over three times. And I asked people open ended, what would you what do you want me to do? What would you want me to help fix or make better here in Idaho? The number one issue that comes back at that door is property tax relief uh, and making sure that we're making proper investments in education so that, in fact, the burden of finance, funding education doesn't fall on the homeowners in the form of bonds and levies, which raises and keeps their property taxes high. Are we going to have uh, some work done on uh, reducing or getting rid of rental fees? Well, so we just had a... Uh, we just had a... Um, uh, that issue, House Bill 442, just came before the House Business Committee two days ago. And uh, this is an example of incredible overreach by the state legislature trying to micromanage what cities and municipalities uh, can or can't do. This bill, the entire debate on that bill was about uh, was triggered by the uh, city of Boise uh, imposing some limitations on application fees for apartments. The, that was, and the debate focused just on that. But what uh, what the bill actually says is that government, no local government can do anything to rein in uh, predatory and fiscally da- uh, fiscally harmful behavior of bad bad actors in that space. That no local government can do anything to try to protect consumers. From, from from the uh, bad uh, you know from the bad actors or, or the uh, unscrupulous uh, management companies and landlords, you know quite frankly you know we write you know that uh, I, I believe in the free market absolutely but government plays a rightful role in protecting people from forces beyond their control okay and you as a renter desperate to try to trying to try to find an apartment in Boise and having to put in multiple applications some of which charge hundred and ninety dollars or so just to put an application to try to find an apartment 
you know, that is unscrupulous behavior. That's not the free market at work. That is someone in a position of power taking advantage of the average citizen. And this bill would prevent any 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 local government oversight uh, or assistance in in protecting people from that behavior. Uh, before we let you go, once again, Democratic Representative Steve Birch with us this morning um, in, in talking about, obviously, the income tax uh, cut has already passed, probably going to pass and get signed by the uh, governor fairly soon here. Um, is there room still to do property tax and grocery tax, or are those two dead now because of the income tax? Well, I believe, you know, I, I believe where there's a will, there's a way. Okay, so I, I would never say never. Uh, it doesn't look very, uh, very, op- very promising or optimistic. Uh, and uh, the governor led his state of the state speech with, in fact, providing a tax rebate and tax cuts. So I would say there's slim chance that anything will change. Uh, it may, you know, maybe if the public speaks up and lets their lets the governor's office or let their leg- legislative rep- representatives and senators know how they feel about this. You know, there's always a chance that, um, you know, that they might their voices might be heard, but doesn't look very good right now. All right. Representative uh, Idaho House Representative uh, Steve Birch. Once again, thanks for taking a few minutes with us this morning. Anytime. Thank you very much. 670 KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State representatives joining Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. 852 East Chris Walton, Mike Casper, and on the phone with us, Republican Representative Brent Crane, District 13 in Nampa, Chair of the House State uh, Affairs Committee, Member House Business Committee, and uh, House Ethics and House Policy Committee. Thank you for being with us for a few minutes this morning. You bet. Glad to be here. Jump right in. Uh, talk about uh, House Bill, uh, what is it, 4, uh, 422? 442, sorry, 442. Um we were just talking about that, uh, about the cap on rental fees. Um, you were also on that committee, correct? Yes, I was. I serve on that committee. have served there 16 years. What, what are your thoughts on this bill? Because it did uh, move with a due pass, so uh, it goes now to the House uh, for debate. What, what are your thoughts on this? Well, we had about two and a half hours worth of testimony, and a lot of the testimony centered around the fact that uh, there are escalating uh, rental rates, you know, the, the cost for rental uh, properties in the city of Boise or around the state of Idaho are increasing. And so one of the things that's also increasing with those rental rates is application fees. And so uh, the city, the Boise City Council had went in and had capped what a uh, landlord can charge for an application fee. And they capped that at $30 back in 2019. Well, everybody's aware of the fact that uh, inflation has happened since then, and the cost of goods have gone up. And so really the question before the committee was, is does the government or should the government go in and begin telling private business owners, in this case it's landlords, what fees that they can charge? Uh, if you begin to, to, to uh, insert the hand of government into that transaction between the landlord and the tenant uh, in, in, with respect to setting of fees, uh, where do you stop? And so that was really the crux of the debate that took place. Uh, and ultimately, the committee decided that, no, uh, that was an overreach by a local municipality. And uh, that should not happen. The city of Boise argued back that, well, look, we're, we're local. We can set those. We, we know locally what we need to do. 
But the committee felt like that, uh, you know, if you're a property owner, you have multiple properties around the, the uh, state of Idaho, that you should have some predictability uh, on, on what that's going to look like. So one fair point that was brought up, and I think it's a point where uh, actually Representative Birch and I do agree, is, you know, they're, they're charging application fees to maybe you have 10 people that, that sign up to get an apartment. And they are charging an application fee, and they're keeping all of that, even though one person only gets the apartment. And so I really think that maybe an amendment to that bill that would be a, a good amendment is that if, you know, the other nine people don't get the apartment, then they get their application fee refunded back to them. And I think that that would be a, a fair uh, compromise on that particular piece of legislation. The, the state has a, a backlog of court cases right now from the last couple of years. Uh, can the legislature do something to get the state more judges? Uh, absolutely, we, we can. We can authorize that if we, if we need to. We, we have done that in the past. I believe two years ago, uh, we, we authorized an additional judge. Uh, also, the thing that, that the, the state is, is struggling with is hiring judges. Uh, and, and part of the problem is the pay. Uh, you know, we have got to increase the pay for judges. And, and it's by the speaker and I were just talking about this this morning. I said, look, I want the best and the brightest to be able to sit on that bench. And the way that you're going to attract those folks is you're going to have to pay them. Anybody in the business sector will tell you if you want the best and brightest employees, you've got to increase your wages. It's no different when it comes to judges. And, and that's one of the ways that we can retain, but also recruit uh, good judges. We've talked uh, a lot, and obviously you being in the legislature, the first month has uh, had a lot of uh, taxation bills going on. The uh, $600 million tax cut has passed, now just waiting the governor's signa- uh, signature. Um, you might have heard uh, in the uh, Representative Birch's conversation that we had um, that he fears that possibly nothing will be done on grocery tax or property tax what do you feel? Is there is there still a chance that uh, we can get either the grocery tax repealed or increase in uh, the credit and uh, also property taxes? Because property taxes is something that is good talked about, uh, it seems like, every year for the past 10 years. And something got done last year on it, but probably didn't end up being as good as people had hoped. What, what do we have to look forward to in the next couple of months of the legislature w- with those taxation problems? Certainly. Uh, Senator Vick has introduced a grocery tax credit increase in the Senate. Uh, you're going to see that bill move, and right. uh, I believe it will pass the Senate as well as pass right. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Into the final hour of the show, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, toll-free 1-800-529-5264 if you want to take part in the show, which, by the way, we always encourage because this is a show that's all about you, what you want to talk about. You can also email us, chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com, send us an instant message for our fan page on Facebook, and you can also text us at 208-336-3700. I want to uh, continue the uh, discussion, a discussion about House Bill 442 that uh, was passed by the committee yesterday. We talked a little bit about it with our legislators this morning. Um, would like to get your thoughts and would especially love to hear from landlords if you have an opinion on either side of this. Um, the, the bill was passed, as we uh, found out, in response to Boise's cap on fees that they can charge for people who are applying for um, houses, rental houses, apartments, 
rooms at $30. Now, we've heard from people who are landlords that said that the $30 doesn't even cover the amount that it takes to vet one person so that they're losing money on every person that they vet. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't own um, a rental property that I have to do a background check or credit check or thing like that. I don't even know what a credit check well, costs you anymore. I think you can do those online for like about $19. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't I don't own them, uh, a rental property to be able to do that. I haven't right. done a credit check or a background check. I don't know how much background checks cost on that. So we'd love to hear from you on what your thoughts about this is. I mean, both sides are claiming overreach, which is the interesting thing. They're both claiming government overreach. One, one claims that Boise has committed government overreach by capping um, a private business's ability to vet and mm-hmm. take application fees. The other side is saying that it's now state overreach, that they're trying to get rid of the ability for a city like Boise who is doing this. Now, overreach it may be. If you were looking to rent an apartment, though, and uh, somebody said, uh, okay, we can show you the apartments, the first thing you have to do is fill out an application, and the fee is like $100. Would you just go to a different apartment place, or or would you actually pay it? Um, I'd probably look around for a different place that might be cheaper, or have no rental fees. Yeah, or or some place that maybe didn't have a rental fee. Right. Um, I but guess would would that stop you from actually renting at that particular place if their if their if their application fee was high? Probably not, because. <laughs> You know, knowing what I know now in, in my age that if, and, and I guarantee this is probably going on, that if you cap a fee at $30 and say it costs the rental company or the person that owns the home, say in the process of getting somebody to rent that home ended up costing them in, you know, credit checks and background checks and whatever stuff that they have to do, processing fees, ended up costing you, say, $90 instead of that $30 cap, they're just going to add that $60 onto your rent. I mean, they're, they're not, they're, somebody, it's, somebody's going to pay and it's not going to be the owner. You know what, though? I'd almost rather know that up ahead of time, that my rent was a little higher than have to pay any kind of a fee at all. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that. Especially when... There's no guarantee you're going to get the apartment, exactly. and they don't give your fee back if, exactly. if, if you don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and we had uh, Representative Crane and, and said that he agrees with uh, Birch in the possibility of, you know, giving back the money. Say the person who, who gets the house or, or apartment gets charged, say, $90. We'll just use that as an example. Mm-hmm. Say they get charged $90. But everybody else who did not get the apartment would get their $90 back. Well, the, the trouble is the the money that they're asking for when it comes to rental fees is used yeah. to do background checks, even on people who don't, yeah, just because who don't get the apartment. If you have a background check, say the back, you pay your $90, you don't get the house because maybe you have bad credit mm-hmm. or maybe you destroyed your apartment at some now, time in the past. They've done their vetting. They don't want to give it to you because there's somebody else better, but they've already paid that money. That's kind of why I didn't agree with that. My my granddad owned uh, a few businesses, including a car dealership, and he also had rental properties. And he did not charge a fee 
uh, for application. And he said the reason he didn't, and he gave this same reason for lots of things that he did. Uh, he said there is such a thing as the cost of doing business. Now, he said there are some companies and and more modern companies will add everything back into, and they'll even itemize it for you and tell you why they have to mm-hmm. charge so much. And he said that he, he didn't charge them for various things like that. He just figured that was the cost of doing business, and it wasn't all profit. You can't just make all profit every single minute. Right. But you also, on the flip side of that, can't take a loss. I mean, you're not going to be in business very long if you continue to take yeah. losses. So somewhere that money has to be paid up because you're not just going to keep taking out of your pocket every money or out of your bank account every month to cover losses, or you're not going to own that house for very long. A local landlord writes in at Mike at KBY.com, I'm a landlord, and I didn't realize the cost involved uh, getting someone qualified as a tenant. Each credit bureau charges $30 per person just to get a basic report. If I get an application for a family, I have to vet each adult and any resident over 16 because we know they can have issues too. This is a per family or roommate. I might run 10 apps and out of the 10, three might qualify. I have to judge which will be the best fit. I still have to pay to vet all apps. Fees are not lining my pockets. I wonder if there are, and granted, I think we can all agree there are unscrupulous people in all walks of life. I wonder if there are actual people out there who are lining their pockets and using loopholes to say, you know what, I'm just going to charge 100 I can If I get 10 people to pay $150, well, I just made $1,500. When, when they capped it at $30, that was the fear, is that there were places that had, like, say, there's a building that has one apartment available, and they take 25 applications for it, uh, collect the money from all 25 applications, rent them, you know, rent the apartment to one person. That's not that. That's that's kind of what they want to do, to uh, you know, get rid of mm-hmm. by capping it at thirty yeah. bucks. And I and I totally get that. Now I wonder. I don't know if any of that was going on. Yeah, that's my question. Is that actually going on, or is but that in, in theory, is that some like, of the the rhetoric that the rhetoric that says, hey, we've got to cap this because we have unscrupulous people? Did they have proof of that actually happened? Does it? actually happen because if it's happening it's not it's got to be more than just boise because boise is the only one that has a cap on fees you can go to meridian there's no cap nampa caldwell outside of boise city limits they they don't have a, a that 30 dollar cap on fees so is this going on you've got other places that we can try and figure out if it is going on uh go ahead and give us a call if you're a landlord love to hear your thoughts on this 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless by the way did make it out of the house business committee overwhelmingly approved it's House Bill 442, um, so it now goes to the full House with a do-pass proposal on it. We'll take a break. Your phone calls and emails, uh, go ahead and give us a call. KBOI News Time is 9.15. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 918-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. To the phones we go. Jesse, Nampa, thank you for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Oh, hey, thanks so much for taking my call. So I just have some thoughts about the application fees for a rental. And, you know, and I'm not a landlord, but, you know, I no longer rent a house. You know, uh, I had to, you know, I, I bought my first house a few years ago, but, you know, you look at how much it costs to live. If you're already going to pay a huge markup 
to live in a house or apartment or whatever, then why are you complaining about paying a little bit more to get into it? You're only paying a huge markup. If you want to do it the cheaper route, buy a house or buy a townhouse, you know. What about the uh, people who might not be able to, you know, come up with the down payment, you know, or, or for what for whatever reason can't afford uh, the the payment to get into a house? Well, uh, hang on just a second. And by the way, I, I agree with you. I'm just playing devil's devil's advocate here. Um, but there well, are I mean, there are some people and and you run and it's the same thing. You know, you might not have the credit in shape well, enough to buy a house, but you're going to run into the same problems if you're renting a house, if your credit sucks also. You know, I, if I had, when I bought my first house, I was surprised at the, um, the opportunities that are out there for first time home buyers. And if I had known about all that when I was younger, I would have moved into, you know, a much smaller house, whatever I could do to get into a house right. instead of waiting until the right house came along. You know, and the other thing is, I know there's a lot of people that aren't getting approved, and all I have to say for that is just keep your nose clean. Don't do drugs. Don't break down apartments. Don't run your credit through the roof. And you might get approved for a house instead of having to put in 10 applications. But I understand there. I have heard that there are people out there that are putting applications in for apartments that are already approved for somebody else. So there are, you know, unscrupulous uh, deals being done. But I don't think that that's a majority of the cases. So there really is a lot to go into it. But there are other things people can do to improve their bet or their odds of getting that apartment or house that they're trying to rent. They're just throwing it all back right. to the landlord. True. Charging. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Jesse. Appreciate it. Yeah. You know, and to his point, I mean, it's been a long time, you know, since I bought my first house, but we have, you know, kids who are buying their, their first homes now. And my, my youngest son and his fiance bought a house uh, here a little over a year ago. It was their, their first home. They were able to pool their money together save enough money so that they could get their minimum down payment. They were first-time home buyers, so they got into a first-time home buyer program that, where they had, to, I think, had 5% down is what they had I to remember, have. I remember at that age pooling our money to get gas. <laughs> now, it, it, this, this is the crazy part because they were renting an apartment, um, the two of them, along with um, their brother. And they were paying uh, almost $1,600 a month for their three-bedroom apartment. And when they bought the house, which was a three-bedroom house that was probably twice the size of their apartment, and it was a brand-new house, granted, starter house, Mm -hmm. their payments were $600 a month less than what their apartment was. And that's just for coming up with a 5% down payment. Their, Their housing payment was less than their apartment was. They kept their brother still renting my, my our, our youngest son still rents from them mm-hmm. so he pays them rent so they're actually paying over a thousand dollars less a month and it's their own house they can do with what they want and the house has gone up in value over a hundred thousand oh, dollars since they bought it one of our other sons very first and he's he's in a different situation just because he's in the military 
And so he gets VA loans, which uh, make it a lot easier to get into. But it's one of the perks you get for being in the military. Mm -hmm. And what he did was he bought a uh, duplex. He lives in one and rents out the other and was able to get into that for like 3% down payment because he's in the military. He only had to save up that much money to get into his home. And now he's taking it and the home he's living in, he's fixing up. As soon as he gets done with that, he'll fix up. Uh, the other side of the apartment and the people who live in the duplex help pay his monthly rent and it's cheaper than what he was renting also in an apartment he was renting a one a studio apartment a studio apartment and now he has a two-bedroom uh, duplex that cost him less money wow. as an owner than it did to pay rent on a studio and this is in spokane mm-hmm. um, just to give you an idea so i, I get a point of, of jesse if you can scrimp and save to get that down payment whatever it is it's probably going to save you money especially in this environment of of rentals in the treasure valley i've only had one apartment i remember uh going on an apartment search and uh, there wasn't a you know there there wasn't a shortage of them at the time and i never had to fill out any fees or anything like that or even fill out any applications they just interviewed me and that was it mm-hmm. but i remember trying to choose between one that was $245 a month and another one that was 265 and I talked myself into the 265 <laughs> You paid that extra. Man, you must have been rich. The extra 20 bucks. Yeah. Here, here's the other thing, too. I mean, a, a lot of people insist on living by themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, I, I, I want the freedom to live by myself and do what I want. I, I've rented apartments my entire life through college, outside of college, before I bought the first house. I have never, I think one time, I take it back, one time I've lived by myself. You know what? I've never had a roommate. I mean, that that I haven't been married to. The only only reason I didn't live by myself, because I could cut my costs in half and be Mm -hmm. able to afford, you know, a a little nicer apartment. Um, Email in mike at kboi.com. Uh, says, I've been a landlord for 20-plus years. Markets have not always been like this, so we found ways to vet prior to actually pulling reports. Serious renters will already have their credit report and willingly yeah. uh, will give last pay stubs. I drive uh, by their homes and see um, how they keep their place that they're currently living in. One lie, and they're off my list. Social media <laughs> has true. been a lifesaver for me. That's a good idea. There's another example of a way to get around, you know, paying, maybe, maybe you do your credit check. And then like he said, you're right. Everybody posts stuff on social media. You go check out their social media posts these days, see what type of person you're running well, to. Yeah. Cause you can tell if, if you are they a their, partier, if you look on their social media and there is something glaring that contradicts what they've told you, then, you know, uh, I can't trust you. 208-336-3700. Thanks for the rental fee. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, your thoughts on uh, this Bill 442 that now goes to the uh, full house for a vote uh, saying uh, do pass as it came out of committee. Um, we'll take more of your phone calls and emails. Also, uh, questions yesterday uh, about the uh, tax rebate and tax cuts, uh, about who gets the rebates, how much, um, who's in the top tax bracket. Uh, done a little vetting on that for you. We'll share some uh, news uh, on that way. And when could you possibly expect a, a check from the uh, Idaho State government. Um, they haven't said when that will be. Probably not going to be happening very quickly, uh, but based on the rebate last year, we can kind of give you an idea of when that might happen. That'll be coming up after news next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI.
The Olympics are officially Ooh, underway. It's back. It's that time again, isn't it? It is that time uh, again. Olympics underway. The uh, U.S. women's hockey team takes on uh, Sweden, I believe, today. Well, good luck. Yeah. Men's hockey gets uh, started next week. The opening ceremonies officially happen in China beginning tomorrow that you'll uh, be we, able to watch. We have uh, Dish. So, uh, you know, we, we can't right now, we can't get Channel 7, which is where the NBC is. Yeah. Where, you know, and, the, and they're the ones, of course, who do the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I've uh, got a uh, free three-month trial on <laughs> YouTube TV, and they do have NBC, so we're going to watch it on that. Um, do you want to, can we talk afterwards and uh, see if I can? You want to try the team? You have, you have Dish, too, don't you? Um, yeah, I have Dish. I haven't watched NBC uh, Channel 7 here for at least six months. I, uh, I have to say, I don't miss I, it I unless the, something uh, like this happens. I got the Peacock app just so we could watch the Law and Orders. And how much was that? Uh, I don't recall. See, I'm paying for too many streaming services oh, I, already. I, I don't, I, I don't I need too. to be adding more. I am too. Especially oddly, the fact, since oddly, I'm already paying for NBC already odd, you know, through Dish. Oddly, the kids who live across town from us uh, have a whole lot of streaming services, but they're not paying anything for theirs. They just have all my passwords. I was just going to say, I go, somebody's paying for it. Would that be dad? Yeah. Debbie says I'm too soft of a touch because she says, you don't have to give them your passwords. And I said, I don't know. They, they asked. I don't care. You know, the great, the great thing is now my kids are, a lot of my kids are old enough. Um, like I don't have the Disney app, but my son was here visiting uh, mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving. He goes, you don't have Disney? And he goes, no. And he goes, you can use mine. And he signed me in. And now yeah. I, I get the Disney app. Uh, I get HBO because mm-hmm. of that. Now, for years, I, you know, gave them my passwords. Um, one of the best stories that I ever had was uh, Netflix. One time I'm sitting there and I'm looking because they'll show you what your rentals are on ne- Netflix. Yeah. And there were all these history programs. And I'm like, who the heck is watching all these history <laughs> programs? And, and I'm asking all my kids who's watching it. And then my son... Um, who was in high school at the time, and goes, oh, I gave it to my teacher, so she's she's been showing them in class. Serious. <laughs> I said, you gave now, now, if I were the my kid, password to your teacher? If I were the kid, I would do the same thing, because it gives you the ability then to just watch TV during <laughs> class. He, I mean, that kid is has the softest heart of all of my kids. Uh, his response was, it's like, well, teachers don't make very much. I didn't want to make her pay for Netflix, so I, I just gave her your account. <laughs> like, it would have been nice to tell me how many yeah, how no many kidding. other people am I sharing my Netflix account with. Uh, there, was, there was some statistic not long ago that said of people who have their own passwords that something like 75% share them with other people. I know that some of them have tried to shut down somewhat the sharing ability, well, or they, it, it or they seems, charge yeah. or they charge you uh, more. It's, for it's, instance, it, it seems to me that uh, they would certainly make a lot more money if they simply charged everyone who used the service for their own uh, password. The problem you run into is trying to, you know, shut that down. Is you have so many people that are watching televisions now. I mean, nobody growing up, we had one TV. That was it. Yeah. Now you see homes that have four TVs in one home because mm-hmm. the TVs are so cheap now. You can have one in your bedroom, well, one in your you living can, room, one you, in your kitchen. I've got one in my pocket right now. There you go. And it, and, and it needs a sign in, too, you know if you're going to watch Netflix on that, correct? One out of every 10 people that will be watching the Super Bowl, it was said the other day, will be watching on a cell phone. Really? One out of 10. I don't know why. 
Maybe they're at work and maybe they have to. That's the only way they can pick it up. Could be. Uh, the, the reason why it's so hard to lock down, you know, not sharing passwords is because of how many televisions there are. You have to have a sign-in for every television. So you can't tell if that television happens to be in my living room or my bedroom or if it happens to be in my kid's home across the street or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of hard to lock that down. Uh, yesterday, uh, Jim had written in t- to us yesterday, and he said, so what are your thoughts on this tax reduction bill? The way I see it, the brackets have been reduced to four, and everyone making over $5,000 per year are now in the top bracket. I used to be in bracket somewhere in the middle, but now I'm in the top along with 99.999% of everyone else. And I, and I had said during the time I hadn't had a chance to read up on on the bill that had passed the House and the Senate. It's now headed to the governor's desk. Um, but I did get a chance the idaho statesman had uh, kind of a breakout on that that i w- thought i would share this is having to do with the 600 million dollar uh tax cut and rebate um, that's going to be coming out house bill 436 and it took the ty- highest tax uh, rate for both businesses and individuals from 6.5 percent down to six percent now under the new bill idaho will go from five to four brackets individuals who income uh, taxable income is less than $1,000 will be taxed at just a flat 1%. That's <laughs> a mighty low bracket. So, yeah, if you made $1,000 last year in taxable income, 1%. Individuals whose taxable income is between $1,000 and $3,000 will be taxed $10 plus 3% of the amount that's over $1,000. Individual whose tax, taxable income between $3,000 and $5,000 will will be taxed $70 plus 4.5% of the amount over $3,000. And then individuals whose taxable income is more than $5,000, it is the top tax break, by the way, um, will be taxed $160 plus 6% of that now, amount that goes above and beyond $5,000. The top tax bracket starting at $5,000. Maybe I'm the only one, but to me that seems really dumb. Well, it, it, it starts at... $5,000, but you get... It goes up to infinity. Yeah, obviously. it goes up to, you know, but why however at, much money Why started money at 5000 I would put everybody under 5000 in that lowest bracket. Um, I'm not sure. How many people are there out there who are making, you know, three and $4,000 or something like that for the entire year, and the state's worried about getting their tax money from them? How many people are making less than $1,000? I don't know. I mean, that's the that's the lowest I mean, tax. That would be that would be probably one thousand more than less. likely more than likely somebody with just you know who has a part time job maybe works one shift a week or something like that. But that's less than a hundred dollars per month. It is that you have in taxable income. That's yeah. My guess is you're not living as the head of a household if you're making less than a thousand dollars a year. The uh, individual rebates will be available for those who were full year Idaho residents in 2020 and 2021. Okay. So if you, say, just moved from California, you're not going to get that rebate. Even if you moved here in 2020, you're not going to get that rebate. You have to be full-time residents in 2020 you moved here from and anywhere. in 2021. Yeah, not just California. They also needed to uh, have filed an income tax return or filed for the grocery tax credit during that time. Residents, by the way, can still, if you haven't done that, file individual income tax returns. Those who weren't required to file a tax return can also still file a grocery credit refund through the income tax hub on tax.idaho.gov. 
So if you didn't do either one of those things yeah. and you're going, well, wait a minute, I, w- I want that money. I, de- I deserve, you're right. You deserve that money. Um, even though you weren't required to file income tax, state income tax return, you should go do it because that's how you're going mm-hmm. to get your $75 for you, your $75 for your yeah. wife, and your $75 for your seven kids each. And there are people who say, well, I, you know, I, I can't do that because I'm trying to live as off the grid as possible. Well, if you're living off the grid, chances are you won't be getting any government payments at all for anything. No. And, that, but that's defi- your, and that's also your choice. Yeah. Now, once again, if you live off the grid, you can still file by paper your income tax return. It doesn't have to be filed electronically. I know it makes it a lot easier, and most people do it that way now. Um, but if you want to get that money as a rebate, you can still do that and should do that because mm-hmm. you know you're entitled. I'm talking about not entitled the, to that money. I'm not talking about the people who just happen to live off the grid. I'm talking about the people who purposely live off yeah. the grid. No, I'm I'm, say, I'm saying the same thing. Right. Um, the uh, rebates, by the way, when, when there are a lot of people already go, well, when am I going to get my money? I could really I could re- really use that money. Um, we had rebate checks last year, if you remember, in the Idaho legislature approved those rebate checks um, last year, and the uh, Idaho State Tax Commission by the way, is not able to provide when the checks will come out, but based on last year in 2021, state officials began processing rebates in August. So if you look at that, more than likely, although it did pass a little bit earlier this year, mm-hmm. my guess is it's probably going to be similar to that did, to August, July, August, September. By the way, it reminds me of something we talked about yesterday. Did you get your uh, home tests for COVID? Yes. Yeah, I got mine I got too. mine on Monday. I got mine yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I had gotten night before last, I got an email saying that they would be here by the fifth. And then the next morning I got an email saying they were already on the truck and they'd be delivered uh, yesterday. And they were, it looked like we only got two, but it turns out there's two in each box. Here's the thing. You, you, you only get four yeah. per address. And now I'm like hoarding them. I'm like, Oh man, I don't want to take a test because I only get four yeah. and then I'll be three, down to only three tests. Three years ago, somebody will ask to borrow one and you'll say, I only no, have four left. I only got four left. <laughs> Plus, you run the you run the fact that you know you you take the test, you could test positive, and then all of a sudden you're out of work. Well, and then you have to you know save another test for like a week from now. Yeah, see, see, I, I you don't want to use the test. I've exactly. got four free tests, and I don't want to. I'm hoarding them now. Curtis wrote in on a, the other subject and says one way to stop the application gouging fees is to have a central database where the prospective renters can go and pay for their own background check credit check, etc. When the renter is interested in a property, then they can give the property representative a code, which will allow the property representative to go in and check it out. Simple. That actually sounds like a pretty good idea. That is a good idea. However, you're still going to have... I mean, there, is, there still is a fee, but you only pay it once. Yeah. And, and you, you're, who's going to run it? Somebody's going to have to run it, so you're going to have to pay somebody to run that website and keep it updated, right? So well, now you have well, a bureau- now you yeah, have I mean, bureaucracy, but, but you'd be you'd, you'd simply be paying you know whatever the fee on that website is. Yeah, um, that's actually not a bad idea. Uh, oh, Jan says folks on Social Security might make four thousand dollars a year working to supplement their Social Security, and that's a good point. Yeah, a lot of people who have part time jobs do so because they supplement other income. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a quick break. We've got one more segment on the way. If you are on the phone, talking to you specifically, uh, David, you're waiting right there. Don't go anywhere. We're going to get to you right after we take this break.
Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 950-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. David Caldwell, good morning. Thanks for being patient. Yeah. You're on News Talk KBOI. Oh, thank you. Uh, hey, you guys are missing one little bit of that law that makes uh, gives it a little bit more sense. It is they are not talking about your wages, so your salaries, your tips, your earned income, all of that, which you would put on your federal return on line one. They're talking about on your federal return line fifteen. That's after all the deductions, the standard deduction or itemized or whatever. And so, on average, a person who, let's say, makes thirty-five thousand a year, and then you get your deductions, right. you're going to be above, just barely above. Um, the line 15 of $5,000. So if somebody goes out and works and they only make, you know, the uh, limit for uh, Social Security is 15000 If you get your Social Security and you make less than 15000 you don't even have to file. So you're not going to have it in Idaho tax. Mm-hmm. But it's a taxable income, that line 15, right. from the federal returns then goes to the Idaho return and then that's what they base it off of. Thank you. That that explains it a lot better for uh, people listening this morning. Hopefully. Okay. Great. Appreciate appreciate the call. You bet. Thanks. Um, Mountain Home guy writes in uh, text two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. COVID uh, tests have arrived early. How about the free masks? The three Mountain Home pharmacies don't have any of them. Doesn't surprise me. We, we've been ordering the, uh, what is it, N95 ones from uh, Amazon. Just, you know, I mean, we just, you know, get a new supply every now and then. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I don't know how many you're going to get, but did, did, didn't Biden just announce that he was going to be sending out free masks, like the free tests, the N95 masks yeah, also? That sounds right. But it came out after, like three or four weeks after he had announced that he was going to send out the uh, free COVID tests, so we're probably a little behind on that. I almost said, yeah, it sounds right. I don't know. He announces so much stuff. (laughs) You know, it'd be awesome is if the N95 masks arrived and uh, COVID was completely over. We'd wiped it off the face of the earth. Why is that? Because we could use them for whatever we want? Well, then we just wouldn't need masks anymore, and I could hoard those and not have to worry about it. Because I'm sure if I got when I get you, you my do. free masks, that that is, I'll be hoarding them too. It's like, no, I can't give you a mask. You're yeah. not mask worthy. That is, in the true spirit of hoarding, you don't need them, and yet you can't do it without. <laughs> I know, isn't that crazy? Up until this point, I have not needed a home COVID test. The government sends them out for free. I get mine as fast as I possibly can. Now I have them, and like I said, since 2019 when this hit. Never had a need for a home COVID test, and now I don't want to use them because I only have four. Yeah. What What did he die? He died of COVID. Did he know? Well, no. He had four tests sitting at home. He was hoarding them. He didn't yeah, want to use right, them. Yeah. What was that, Seinfeld? You, you become mask-worthy, uh, the uh, sponge-worthy. Sponge right. Yeah. You're, can I borrow you one of your masks? No, you're not mask-worthy. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I, I did just uh, check this out uh, before because I wanted to make sure if I was going to make this announcement again. Um, KBOI Sweet Deals. We don't have an actual sweet deal this week. 
Uh, next week, though, our most popular sweet deal we have ever done, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, will be up for grabs next week. Um, in the past, it, it's gone in under a minute and 30 right. seconds that fast. Um, but there are sweet deals, and I'm going to call these mega deals um, that you can get right now at KBOI.com. Check it out. $500 worth of furniture. It's true. It's not accurate to call them half price because no. they're, they're like, what is it, one-fourth of the price is what you're paying. $500 gift certificate to Savoy Furniture. There's only one less, and it's only 125 bucks for furniture. They have art, furniture, all that. You can check out their website. And then Kim Starkey Photography, they have $1,000 towards a photo shoot. $1,000. It's only $250. I also checked this out. This is one, this one I, I missed. Uh, Negrante Creamery has a $50 gift certificate for ice cream for only $12.50. Serious. That's how much it would cost again, for somebody to go in and get a yeah, big bowl again, of ice cream would be twelve fifty. Again, that's a seventy five percent discount. Fifty dollars worth, and I, I I just checked out their website, and uh, apparently uh, they ship nationwide now. So you can use this to ship to somebody that you know um, your ice cream. Now I don't know what kind of crazy person would buy a gift certificate and then ship it to somebody else instead of eating it, but you you'd know be, maybe you're lactose intolerant or something like that, but. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I hadn't even seen that one. Twelve fifty for a fifty dollars gift certificate. Anyway, you can check all those out very easily. KBOI dot com, and then quick click on the uh, sweet deal link, and uh, you can take advantage of those deals. There's only one, by the way, of the uh, photo shoot and one of the uh, furniture from Savoy Furniture. Um, so once they're gone, they're gone. But check them out. KBOI dot com. Click on the sweet deal link. We're done. 20-hour break. Tomorrow is Friday, and that means open phones Friday. When we come back tomorrow, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Have yourself a great rest of your day, and uh, we will talk to you coming up here tomorrow morning on KBOI.